Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And hello. Hello. Um, your hair looks great considering you just went to the gym and I find that rather rude. <laughs> uh, thank you. It's because it was um, up mm. like in a bun. So it just kind of gets large and curly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be keeping my hair in a ponytail. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, take it out now. I want to see it. I actually don't because I feel like we discussed technically last time we recorded which was like a couple episodes in the future um of this episode we discussed like that we don't really need to introduce the podcast anymore because we've been doing it for like a year and a half but I don't really know how to start this without the introduction it's like hi guys welcome back to the podcast hey hey (laughs) it's us (laughs) it is weird to to just start talking yeah i mean we did it just now for the past 20 minutes but <laughs> that's true <laughs> that was that was irrelevant to the podcast that was just talking <laughs> um well do you have a bevy <laughs> um yeah i have a little little starbucks Ooh, what'd you get? Just a vanilla latte. Not very exciting. Honestly, it's so good, though. I love a good vanilla latte. It's because I um, did a little did a little survey for um, something. Um, and if you did the survey, you would get a $5 Starbucks gift card. And I was like, mm. it literally took two minutes to do and I was like absolutely I'll do that that's amazing so free Starbucks can't go wrong and you I'm drinking some kombucha peach paradise you're a kombucha girl I I love kombucha you know what I did know fresh street Mm -hmm. I remember Mm -hmm. I fucking love kombucha I remember I always got the one with the chia in it. That was my favorite. It was so good. I, I don't like drinking things with chunks of things. So like that, that was probably the worst way to describe it. And I'm so sorry, but I mean, it gets like, across. 
but yeah like I just like I don't want to chew while I'm drinking so like bubble tea I'm also not a huge fan of just because like why am I drinking and chewing at the same time it feels a bit weird to me yeah I guess I don't know I just like I don't know I don't really like it Um, drink and a snack yeah but I'd rather have a drink and a snack not a drink snack (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I wouldn't drink like either of those things if I was like thirsty (laughs) and like wanting just a drink or it's like I'm not like looking to get hydrated Sorry, just got a text. I guess that's true. That's kind of on me if I'm drinking bubble tea to get hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out I am the idiot. <laughs> Shocker. Shocking to no one. <laughs> oh my God. Do you have a reason for drinking? Anything fun or not fun going on in your life? Um, not particularly. It's reading week, so love that um oh i did because i'm leaving the city for the summer so i decided to put my apartment up for sublet mm-hmm. yeah i just i just put it on facebook marketplace because i was like that's the easiest one to do probably mm-hmm. and then i got almost 60 messages in like three hours and i was like i have so much stress now <laughs> like I don't <laughs> want to do anything and I just like I don't want to like people are writing things about themselves like obviously I have to reply like I posted it but like it's so much content to read and I'm like how am I supposed to I don't know what to do and some of them are weird frankly mm-hmm. like one person was like can I come over what do you want do you want to sublet the apartment or is that just irrelevant to you not a hi not an this is my name i'm interested in renting no no can i come over not to be just that were they at least like old so that like maybe they don't understand the etiquette of facebook marketplace Uh, even so like I'm, i'm not gonna invite you over to my house sorry Uh I will show it to you but you know did I ever tell you about like that woman who got mad at me on Facebook marketplace when I was like selling her something and then I like it was kind of shitty like I changed my mind because uh I like looked at my new room and turns out um the old roommate like I thought that I was going to be getting more furniture with the room than I was getting so I like Mm -hmm. thank god I found out when I did so I like messaged her and I was like oh I'm really sorry like um I'm actually not going to be able to sell it to you like and I left the posting up because once you delete the posting it deletes all messages um Mm -hmm. so I like wanted to make sure that she saw it and like responded and we could like communicate and then um and I like marked it as I marked it as pending when she expressed interest in it and I just kept it marking marked as pending so that people wouldn't message me um and then she fucking lost her mind she was like if you're gonna lie to me at least make it a good lie and like this huge fucking paragraph that she sent me and I was like my dude I was giving you something for free like I wasn't even selling it to you like anyways it was I was like the things that people get mad about it was crazy I know. I feel like at least the benefit then, if I leave all these people hanging for a minute, 
I will weed out the people that are about to lose their minds because I don't reply true. right away. That's and true. I do not want that kind of person in my apartment because um, yeah. that's scary. But also, like, it's just so much work. It is a lot of work. I honestly, like, don't think I'm, like, I sold a couple things on or just, like, gave a couple things away. I didn't really sell it because none of my stuff was that good. It was just, like, big and annoying and I wanted it gone. But, like, yeah, I'm not, I don't think, it would take a lot for me to, to use Facebook Marketplace again. Yeah, like, I feel like when I leave here to go back to Vancouver, obviously, I'm not taking any of my stuff. Like, when I finish school, like I'm mm-hmm. leaving all my furniture here. It's not nice furniture by any means like it's very but like I would give it to people on Facebook marketplace just be like you can have it but also I don't want strangers to come into my apartment when I'm alone and be like take my things like it just feels so (laughs) creepy so I'm like how do I like yeah at least I have roommates so it's a lot less like and both my roommates are men (laughs) I just invite like my friends over. I'm like, okay, you have to stand in this apartment all day while people come in and out because I am afraid. You could also phrase it as, hey, let's hang out at my place. (laughs) (laughs) No. Let's have some drinks at my place. Let's play a board game. (laughs) No, I I like to make it weird when I text people. So funny. (laughs) Just the way you phrased that. It threw me off. (sighs) Oh. damn <laughs> I mean yeah, any reason for you oh I have so many fucking reasons um at least three um <laughs> are just three one my both my roommates are out of town so I have the place to myself which is awesome it's very peaceful and it's nice um I get to just be weird by myself which I haven't done in a while because I've been living with roommates for a long time so I'm, I'm having a I'm having fun number two I met my baby cousins for the first time a couple days ago uh, on Tuesday. Not relevant, but whatever. Um, And yeah, it was very chaotic, but I'm happy that I did it. And I saw my uncle Colin, who I haven't seen in years, um, and met his baby mama. (laughs) Like they're not together. I don't know. I feel I feel like mother of his children is a <laughs> more appropriate way to phrase that. I mean, that's basically the same thing. Yeah, like you're not wrong. Um, fair enough. Continue. <laughs> Number three, I went to the gym today, and it's at like a plaza that has multiple levels. Um, and I parked on the top level and my gym is also on the top level and Whole Foods is on the top level. Those are all very important facts. And then there's also a Walmart at the bottom level and like some uh, like other stores and like whatever. Um, but I was very tired after my workout and I was craving like beef jerky. <laughs> um, and I was too lazy to go to the Walmart. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go to Whole Foods and I'm sure it's going to be super fucking expensive because it's Whole Foods. Um, but like... We'll see if they have like a reasonable price price to like beef jerky or like some form of fucking dehydrated meat snack. Um, Cause like usually I, I'm, I'm on a weird jerky kick right now. Like I'm just craving it all the time. And I think it's because I'm working out more. So like my body is just craving protein and like 
beef jerky is a natural way to like it's a you know makes sense um and I was in Whole Foods and I was like browsing around for a little bit because you know just enjoying my time in Whole Foods and the prices were like surprisingly reasonable like the Whole Foods hasn't been affected as much by inflation as like the larger corporations so the prices are like the same like I bought this kombucha and a they were out of beef jerky but they had like these like a two-pack of organic bison pepperoni sticks so I got those two things and it was 10 bucks oh and I was like I feel like if I were to get this exact same thing at like save on foods or Walmart because I've gone to like the Walmart downstairs in the plaza and I get beef jerky like not regularly but I'd say like maybe once a week I treat myself to some beef jerky and the beef jerky is like $7.49 at Walmart It's hard to exist currently. Um, this is going on a very, you know what, kind of related tangent. <laughs> um, remember how I used to have huge beef with raisin bread? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I loved raisin bread. So Still the bread. other day, I was at the grocery store and I wanted I wanted a loaf of bread. For some reason, the entire shelf of what I wanted was not there. <laughs> the entire shelf of the kind of bread I buy. And I was like, like okay. sold out or the shelf was removed? <laughs> no, no. It was like, I'm assuming sold out, but it was very strange. I've never seen it empty. It's not like a niche brand or anything. It's like the Dempster's Oat and Honey okay yeah yeah bread, like it's the regular bread it's i don't bread. know um and then so i was standing there being like well now i don't know what to do because the bread i want is not here and then and then i saw some some raisin bread just underneath and i was gonna buy cinnamon raisin bagels and i was like you know what i eat a lot of bagels maybe i should branch out i'll get some cinnamon raisin bread. i also find it so funny that you like because you've always been this way like you're always okay with cinnamon raisin bagels just not raisin bread it's it's specifically because people were so rude to me at 7 a.m working at the bakery about raisin bread it, it was always elderly people had huge beef with me i was like all right it's, I'm sorry the raisin bread is not ready for you at the crack of dawn. I got here as fast as I could. I am 16 and tired. Let me have a minute. <laughs> yeah, so I just never ate raisin bread. Um, But I, I purchased it. Had some this morning. A little bit of butter. It's good shit. I'm kind of a fan. Um, However, will I yell at someone at the bakery if it is not done baking? No. It blows my mind how we were treated at that grocery store. For those of you who don't know, Katrina and I had the same first job. We different like departments, but we both worked in a grocery store. Um, I was a cashier. Katrina was a baker. Um, and it blows my mind how customers treated us. <laughs> I've never been treated like that since. It was just the we clientele were there. Children. Yeah. The well, we looked like we were 16. We probably looked younger than 16. Like we looked young when we were teenagers it i probably looked like a 
a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> like, oh, love like underage labor. Okay, yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Why would you go there? <laughs> I was implying because we looked like we were too young to work there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I got there. I got there. I got there. I, <laughs> I was did not. Why you were just staring at me? I was like, yeah. I was like, okay. labor laws. <laughs> yeah um i remember i did actually have some customers ask me if i was old enough to work there it happened really? like two times yeah yeah no it was just like surprisingly mean people um like that had no i don't even know what to call it but just like no understanding that us as teenagers did not control the operations of the store of a business yeah and they were like they were adults they were functioning adults and they would be like how dare you change the price i'm like do you think that i changed the price <laughs> no <laughs> like use some use some common sense think it through before you want to yell at me at 7 a.m it wasn't a pretty rich neighborhood so i feel like a lot of those people have never had a customer service job and also, like, I feel like we're not that old, but I feel like it was a different time. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like even, like, management, like, if we were to get yelled at, they would be like, oh, the customer's always right. Where, like, now I think a lot of managers are like, you do not take shit from fucking assholes. If, like, if you get yelled at, they get kicked out and they are banned from the store. Like that's the new and I feel like it's because people like us are now in charge like people who had to deal with that I feel like to be fair my managers within the store were a lot more like that than yours were um you you did not have the luck of the draw I I never have the luck of the draw Katrina (laughs) yeah I loved my managers actually they were I loved your managers too fucking (laughs) (laughs) This is this has been a my wildly a, long intro. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening either. But yeah, moral of the story. I because of inflation get to be a basic bitch that shops at Whole Foods and is like an organic girly. There's always a bright side. I'm gonna be so healthy. I'm gonna be unrecognizable in a couple months. <laughs> Just you wait. I look forward to it. (laughs) How was your gym experience? What did you work out? Um, it was back day today. Mm. Um, it was good. I feel like I need I need to read another book that makes me want to work out because right now. Like, I like working out, but the motivation to get to the gym is the hardest thing for me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, once I'm there, it's fine, but getting there is like a battle. Um, so, yeah, I would really like to read a book that makes me want to work out at all times of the day. Yep. Because I need that kind of motivation. Um, sadly, The Maidens was not that. <laughs> <laughs> Good segue. Thank you. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. Thank you. um yeah no definitely not um so anyways on this episode we will be talking about the maidens 
if you didn't gather that. Um, we're recording. Our recordings are like throwing me off because we've recorded. Usually we record chronologically, <laughs> but we haven't. We recorded. are nowhere near in order and significantly ahead, but almost behind. <laughs> yeah, because we're recording because we lost the first clip of what we recorded a while ago. So we're recording this on February 23rd and this episode comes out this Sunday, but we've recorded for all of, not all of, but like we've recorded the Crescent City book one predictions and then Crescent City book one and then book two predictions. So actually we're not that ahead considering how thick this book is that we're reading right now. Yeah, I'm like a quarter of the way down the second one now. Yeah, me too. Ish, maybe a little less than that. I read out on the ferry, so that was a good chunk of time. I uh, I have no idea what we lost in the first half, but I'm assuming I told this in the first half because it is spoiler-free. Um, so this is the first time it's ever happened, but I started to read the wrong book. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So luckily, Sarah and I were texting just about the book I guess and she says something about the maidens and I was like is that autocorrect or am I be meant to be reading a book called the maidens because I was reading a book called the maid and yeah it turns out I was wrong I had written it down that's the funny thing too I had written it down the maidens like I knew what it was called and then (laughs) proceeded to read a different book I love that. It was, yeah. I love when we have miscommunication sometimes because I feel like it's it's just funny. I do kind of wish that we like hadn't talked about it and we had like done two different books because I we sometimes I think we've talked about this on the podcast, but we sometimes send each other like gifts of what we're thinking in the moment while we're reading because we don't like to really talk about the books before um, we actually record episodes. But I was like at a point. I think I was like still just started the book but like maybe less than a quarter of the way through but I was like really getting into this book and Katrina was like I hate this book and I was like oh it's it's like the perfect book for me I love this book and she was like couldn't get it because it's like I guess there's no reason that the maid would have such an impact on me yeah it was just like but the thing is we discussed the general premise of the book so I knew the maidens was about like a murder mystery and hear me out in the maid in the first chapter someone gets murdered and it's a mystery who did it what are the odds that I would pick up another murder mystery and be wrong like I just assumed I was right and Sarah's like yeah I love this book it's such a me book and I was like is it (laughs) like I'm not not getting that but okay (laughs) I see it now. You were right. It is. A, it's an incredibly you book. Um, it is the so, maidens, not the maid. Yeah, the maidens. Uh, oh, do you have the author? <laughs> uh, Alex Michaelides. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's basically true crime meets like psychology which meets greek mythology and those are three of my favorite topics fucking ever um 
so yeah i needless to say i fucking love this book a lot those are my three favorite things <laughs> you know that like the joke of like oh what's your like what's your favorite food and you're like chicken pot pie those are my three favorite things This is what I oh, thought of. I have no idea what you're talking about. Have you never heard that? No. <laughs> oh, it's good though, right? It's just like well, it's yeah. a good joke. It's <laughs> a good. <laughs> Was it that relevant? No. Um, chicken pot pie. <laughs> it's very top of mind for me. Chicken pot pie. <laughs> Oh my fucking god. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is spoiler free that we can say. I also like I don't really know what we lost. I like just started the recording like the first recording and I basically got to I I had started and said that I really liked the blurbs in the middle of the books. So we lost everything up until that point or in the middle of like the parts or like breaking up the parts or whatever. So we got up until then. So I don't know what we talked about before that because it was a while ago. Um, oh my God. Also, I understand that we are like not that funny, but when we were both at the gym, because like Katrina texted me this morning when I like just got to the gym and was like, can we record a bit later? Like, I'm going to go to the gym. And I was like, oh, I'm already at the gym. So that works out great for me. And Katrina just texted, are we fitness influencers and I was like actually started to laugh a little bit like I chuckled to myself at the gym I was like <laughs> I like how you had to qualify before you said any of this I know that we're not that funny <laughs> you're like self-aware um however hilarious however we do also claim that this is a comedy podcast so you know is the self-awareness really there? I'm just hoping that we find enough people whose sense of humor is the same as ours. That's what we're going for. Calling it comedy. Agreed. And then, yeah, the Valkyrie comment. And I just thought, I thought we were hilarious. Yeah, I've, I've honestly no idea if this is in. Um... the other part but this is one of those books where you should read the epilogue mm -hmm. for sure which i feel like i keep saying like oh yeah read the epilogue read the prologue as if people don't read the book like it's, it's almost like the, the, the author puts them in the book for a reason or something <laughs> but like i just honestly sometimes the prologue is irrelevant Sometimes the epilogue is irrelevant. I've and never I, experienced that. I feel like I've read enough books where I'm like, it didn't make a huge difference to me. So I was just like, hmm. interesting. Um, yeah. Another thing about The Maidens is that it is like, it's an easy read. It's well-written, but not like to the point where it's difficult to read, if that makes sense. I feel like it has like a similar-ish writing style to like, the Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, in a sense, and even, like, the Atlas Six, kind of, where it's, like, well-written, but not hard. Yeah, agreed. So I, that's I, another thing that I liked about it. I feel like that is my perfect sweet spot. Well-written, but not hard? Yeah, because I don't like it when it's too easy, because that's why I struggled with 
like the earlier books in the throne of glass series um but i'm also like not necessarily gonna pick up a, gl- a classic for you know some fun reading you know i like it when it's just there's there's just a perfect level in there and i think it's like the maidens invisible life of Addie larue and like the atlas six those are like and uh song of achilles as well there's a tangent for me but i feel like because sometimes I feel like we're not as like on when we record and then there's other times when we're like literally on crack and I feel like today is one of those days when we're on crack and I'm not sure if we were on crack the last time we recorded the maiden so it's gonna be funny if it's like the <laughs> intro is just chaos <laughs> and then there's like a big like downturn in tone when we talk about the spoilers we're like yeah <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Ooh, that would be so funny. Um, but yeah, do you want to say your overall rating? I think that's all I have that's spoiler-free. Mm, yes. Me too. Oh, um, the author also has another book that I really want to fucking read. It's called yeah. The Silent Patient. I think I took a picture of the back of the book and sent it to you. Did you read that? I have no idea. <laughs> nice. I may have. I may have not. It was so long ago. Yeah, that is definitely on my list. And I think a lot of people actually prefer the silent patient to the maidens. So I'm excited to see. Granted, I don't trust anyone's opinion on social media anymore because I've been disappointed heavily. But I feel like I trust this author enough where I would be excited to read another one of his books. Just tuned, folks, for another Alex Michaelides episode. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I'm thinking of like an overall rating. I I have no idea. Like this was so long ago for me now. <laughs> well, I mean, I can start because I remember my rating. It was a ten out of ten. I loved this book. Again, it was such a Sarah book. You <laughs> literally like. At every turn of the page, whenever I found out, like, more about what the fucking, like, themes were. Also, like, Dark Academia, like, it was perfect for me. It was a 10 out of 10. Complete. (laughs) If I had to guess my rating, I'd probably say it was, like, an Mm -hmm. 8.5. I feel like you rated it pretty high. Yeah, like, I I might have written it down. Somewhere. Yeah, I feel like you always write them down. Yeah, but I don't know where I put it. That's Good time. Well, we'll go with 8.5. And if I find the sticky note that I put it on where it was like still fresh in your memory and it says something different, I will update it. <laughs> yeah. Should, should, do you want clips of me saying different numbers? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> One. Two. So, so my rating, I think I'll probably give it uh six i think i'll probably give it uh 6.5 i think i'll probably give it like a seven you know what i think i'll give it like a 7.5 i really i i think this looks like an eight for me you know what almost perfect it's like a nine out of ten 
<laughs> okay, if it's 9.5, you're SOL, but otherwise you're good. <laughs> oh my god, I'm keeping that whole thing in. <laughs> no, I was trying to be helpful. That was so funny. Well, it's one of those. Um, oh my god, please let me keep that in. We'll see how it translates in the audio, but that was so good. That was actually amazing. I thought Thank I didn't you. think you were being serious. I thought you were on purpose doing a bit. No, I was giving you I was giving you pieces to edit. <laughs> oh, that makes it worse that you thought I was trying to be funny. <laughs> I was trying to be helpful. Was it not? character for you, though. That's true. You usually go out of your way to make my life harder when it comes to editing. (laughs) You could have just, like, dub your own voice over whatever I say. So you're like, you know, I think I give myself, like, a six. (laughs) You know? It would be, like, a kind of obvious, but in a funny way. Yeah, it's just like my voice just randomly comes through. <laughs> like a seven. It's a seven. <laughs> oh, we'll see what happens in post. Yeah, you have to try and mimic my voice, though. I can see the thought process. <laughs> I don't think I can. <clears throat> Say something. Uh, hello. (laughs) It's harder to do when I'm laughing and I can't look at you. (laughs) Uh, hello. (laughs) Is is my voice deeper than yours? I think it's the way you said it. You sounded deep. Uh, you're right. I think I did. Um... Um, <laughs> that was pretty accurate, I think. <laughs> won't even, won't even be able to tell who said the first, um. Nope. Ooh, anyways, we are fucking derailing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot what we were doing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyways, let's get into the spoilers. I loved the, um use of like the random kind of quotes in between the parts that like kind of linked the story together you know what I mean oh like in between the actual like part one part two part yeah Is that what you mean yeah so like under like part one for example there's a quote by C.S. Lewis where it's like okay, no one yes. ever told me that grief felt so much like fear I really liked those I am a big quote person. I like them. I almost immediately you get um like the villain's POV. And I was like, there's no way that this is what we're reading right now. Because like <laughs> it like right in the beginning, it says like it just doesn't tell you who's narrating and you can't tell who's narrating. It's like I'm the villain, and you're like, oh, it's you. <laughs> Who is you? <laughs> Uh, yeah like I think the first line is of one of the letters is 
once you kill another human being, there's no going back. And I was like, oh, damn. Okay, cool, cool. That's a little intense. Um, I really, I really enjoyed the um, like letters from the perspective of a killer. Because that's one of the things that I've always found super interesting about true crime is whenever you do get like the murderer's kind of perspective and you see just how like dark their brain is. I don't know. It's it's like that's all I'm gonna say about it. I don't I don't know how to describe it, but the thing is, I think we've talked about this before. We like context to a villain true it gives us the context that we require because yes obviously it it was bad what (laughs) happens in the book is bad however the like understanding his childhood and like why he thinks the way he thinks Mm -hmm. it's very sad and you can understand his progression to murder you know yes yeah no we definitely like we've always liked that in a villain like I yeah I like to know the backstory I like to know why they are the way that they are it's like just to give the villain some depth or even a lack of of depth like if they don't have like like if this murderer didn't have a super traumatic childhood that would also be like very fucked up and I'd be like why are you you know what I mean so yeah I, I really enjoyed uh the context of this um Mar- mariana's husband sebastian mm-hmm. you find out that he dies right at the start like yeah. on their vacation i was not like i knew he was dead because you also find out right in the beginning but it was just a very like aggressive like oh they're on they're having a great vacation fun death and i was like <laughs> oh okay and it was like a very like tragic yeah like drowning because he went for a swim and like just like seeing his shoes on the beach that like I don't know I feel like I assumed that he like died of an illness or something like that like that's kind of how I also assumed not that kind of death so I was like shocked yeah even though like you know he's dead and then I was like I'm sorry. And then I was like, oh shit, he drowned in the ocean and was like in the ocean for three days. Like, <laughs> I didn't like that. Drowning is not one of the ways that I would um like to die. <laughs> I don't like the water, so. <laughs> yeah, I do like the water. So like, technically it is a possibility for me to die that way, but I don't think I would swim in a storm mm. personally. <laughs> I find deep interest in the water and the oceans oceans specifically you know what less so like lakes and rivers they don't Mm -hmm. don't pique my interest but i just like it doesn't compute for me when people just like to go swimming in the ocean you don't know what's in there i love swimming in the ocean however i did just remember You remember that one time? I don't know why we did this. Oh, it was no. you. <laughs> it was you, me, and our, or I guess you guys are still friends, but uh, Yana. Um, I almost said our old friend, and then I was like, wait, you, yeah, you guys like still my talk. friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we like 
for some reason, instead of like walking to a bridge, decided to cross a river. And we were. <laughs> oh my God. And we were in like flip flops. And then well, did I. Did you lose a shoe? Or did I you lost lose? a shoe and I fell and I almost. And I almost. He went down the by the current. Yeah, I was. I was fully swept away by the current. It's a good thing I'm a strong swimmer. Oh, I did forget about that. Oh, good time. And then. We were like, I don't know, probably anywhere between like 12 and 14, I would say. But I just remember like we walked across. I think one of you guys fell as well. And I lost, I think I lost both of my shoes. And so like you shared one of your shoes with me. So like we each had one shoe. Yana had both of her. I think Yana fell and she was also like soaked like I was. But I was like, and then we walked into a JJ Beam and the three of us were just all soaked. You and I each only had one shoe. And we ordered like hot chocolate or something. (sighs) That's an unfortunate memory. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like the I don't like the water. Um <laughs> somehow I still do even though it wasn't that deep. I think it was only like a deep section for a little bit. It wasn't like in the middle of the rainy season or anything. I'm pretty sure it was summer, so it was like a little dried up. Yeah. I feel like the thing is, sometimes I think it's like I am only like afraid of what's in the actual like oceans and things, but it's not that. Because I don't really like pools either. Mm. Like I don't like the deep end of a pool. Just like something about it is like eerie. There's a word for that. Like there's an actual like fear where you're just like not even afraid of what's in the water, but just the fact that it is so like open and vast. Yeah. How it don't get me wrong though, I'm deeply afraid of what's in the ocean as well. But like <laughs> it's not just that, you know? <laughs> it's just as a whole not a fan of the ocean there's so many documentaries about the ocean where they're like yeah we have explored merely 10 percent, and people are like oh yeah let's go swimming i'm like why 10 <laughs> percent? i don't go like that deep yeah, that's true i like i like kind of i tread water but i don't go to the point where like like if i were to touch the ground there would maybe only be a foot of water above my head you know what i mean like i'm not yeah like I'm like i I get that but then also people are like obviously like the things that you're afraid of aren't coming up close to shore and I'm like you say that however I have (laughs) again watched documentaries of like the change in temperature of the ocean changing migratory patterns and like where the creatures go so they come closer to shore sometimes and I'm like you don't know you don't know what happens (laughs) Okay, we're getting deep in something else again. Um, Okay, here's the thing about um, Mariana as a protagonist. Sometimes, well, actually, like, objectively for most of the book, she is quite stupid. Like, yeah. Yeah. I understand that it is like a fiction book, but it's like, if I were Mariana, (laughs) I would not just, like, throw myself into a murder investigation. Um, And, like, one specific part... Where uh, the, like, chief inspector was, like, you rip- uh, made unsustained accusations with, like, no proof, and now you've, like, physically assaulted Fosca. I was, like, yeah, you are a bit, like, unhinged. Like, this is not appropriate. 
<laughs> we you do can't love just accuse people of but... murder. <laughs> but yeah, another thing that I didn't um like the first part that I like actually made a note. It's literally page eighteen, so like before she even gets involved in the murder investigation at all. But um, Henry was like being like a little dangerous and a little bit unhinged himself uh and she like escorts him out of her home which is where she hosts her like therapy sessions and i just like have the line she felt an impulse to lock the door which she ignored and i was like why would you not lock your door you're a single woman living alone what is wrong with you what do you mean you choose not to lock your door I live with two men and I lock my door. <laughs> yeah, I and I'm like... not hosting therapy sessions with potentially dangerous individuals in my home. Anyways, that was like the first part where I was like, lock your door. What do you mean you decided not to lock your door? Yeah, I like no, I'm I'm too too much of a like I we obviously both grew up in the city the thought of not locking your door seems just strange to me like that's not like an an odd impulse it's just you you lock your door Mm -hmm. don't ignore the impulse if you (laughs) want to you're free to lock your doors (laughs) it's um what's the phrase that i'm thinking of like the only thing that I could like hazard avoidance but like not it's like a specific don't know I don't know either maybe it'll come to me by the end of the episode probably not but you know I did however like that um Mariana's character like early in the, on in the book where she talks about like her youth like her younger years and it was just like she didn't really have any friends so she just read books and I was like mm-hmm. it's a Almost every, like, character in this story has very sad history. Like, Mariana, not a not a great relationship with her father. Um, obviously, Sebastian. Yep. Zoe, whose parents are both dead. Um, Professor Fosca. Yeah, Professor Fosca. Mm-hmm. Also not, not great. Um... Like, it's just, like, a, it's quite a heavy book, if you think about it, but it doesn't yeah. feel that way, which is it's nice. True. I also wasn't expecting a second murder. I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was gonna be the one. Um, maybe mm-hmm. that's because I didn't really think about, like, Greek mythology. Maybe there was a tie in there that I could have gotten there, but I, I was... I, I was expecting I... one murder only and then trying to solve it. And I was like, oh, someone who's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really, um, I wasn't expecting a second murder either. Um, I did, for lack of a better phrase, I did like it. <laughs> like, I liked that it was a serial killer. More whimsy murder. <laughs> serial killers. Death. I, th- I think I think another one was dead babies. <laughs> I think we got there. I don't want you to say that just in case. <laughs> right? That wasn't yeah, they cut that part out for you, but I'm pretty sure we got there. I think it was Little Women. 
It was like the children that died. Oh yeah, there was children that died. But I didn't say that I liked it. <laughs> Someone rewatched that episode. <laughs> <clears throat> For the record, I'm not a fan of dead babies. Just dead adults, I guess. Um Would now that we're on the subject, there is also a murdered dog in this book. Um, Did I completely wipe that out? Yeah, Rex. Who? Oh, you did wipe that out. Rex, the dog? It, it's like in one of the flashbacks of... Uh, you still don't know who the murderer is? Oh, yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, that was fucked up. That was so dark. Um, mm, no. Mm, no. Like, mm -mm. that was... I think that was the point, the point where I, like, <laughs> was like, I understand why the murderer did what he did. <laughs> if, yeah, if someone, like, horrifying. murdered my pet, I it, think I would also go a little crazy. I don't think I would kill people, but, like, it would result in me being a little bit unhinged. I think like the the saddest part of reading that story is when like uh he, the murderer realizes that his own mom stood up for the dog more than she ever stood up for him and he was like oh so I guess I'm like less valuable to my mother than the dog is that's cool and like that's the downward spiral and I'm like oh that's brutal not only did I just read about a dog getting murdered it's just like the <laughs> saddest part afterwards. <laughs> also, like the tie-in of the two stories. Like I didn't, I didn't really understand because you learned a lot about like Sebastian and like his death and uh, like kind of the Greek mythology behind that, and you know, she was like praying and things like that to the. Mm -hmm gods um but i didn't like i didn't really understand why we were learning about sebastian because it didn't like it was a lot of the story for like i didn't realize it was going somewhere mm -hmm. and then like obviously um it does go somewhere yeah <laughs> the horror and i was like oh i get it i get it now <laughs> yeah i feel like i didn't mind um Sebastian like being brought up because it was just like I mean at least for me I didn't find it was like too much I just found it was like maybe to make Mariana more relatable or like to understand more relatable <laughs> do you relate well, like... to Marianne more after that <laughs> no um but like maybe not relatable that's probably but just like like you have more empathy to understand her better empathy and like where she's coming from what i said to have more empathy for her and i was like empathy apathy empathy i think it's empathy oh yeah he's the not the good one yeah um and like kind of see why she's being like really controlling over the investigation if that makes sense fair I, I, that's what I thought was the point. Um, I, I I just felt like there was like a mystery in that one too. And I was like, mm. are we going to learn what happens? Or is this just like a side nothing? Um, it was good. 
yep it was very good what did you think about morris honestly he wasn't like a huge character for me until he was caught in the graveyard like and i'd go back (laughs) good thank you i didn't go back because i just was like oh okay i was like who's morris (laughs) yeah no i fully um had no idea who morris was and i was like oh was i i guess that's important um who was he was he a teacher i think he was a teacher I think he was a teacher, but he he's, like, the one that showed Mariana to, like, her room in the very beginning. He was, like, okay. she knew his grandpa when um, gotcha. he went to school. Yeah. But, no, I fully went back, and I was, like, so apparently I've missed the plot. Uh, <laughs> let's start again. Um. Also, kind of, like, on that note, I did like that even though um professor fosca didn't do it i did like that he wasn't entirely innocent and that he was involved with his students which is disgusting (laughs) like yes i feel like i would have felt bad if he was just like dragged into this for just being a teacher that happened to like be into greek like myths and things like that and like teach about that um but you're right I am glad that he was also like a bad person he wasn't like a murderer but he was just like he was a creep yeah exactly like I kind of liked that he wasn't um like it kind of shows that Mariana wasn't like totally crazy with the vibes that she was getting getting, from this guy like they're like her gut was telling her that he was doing bad things for a reason it's because he was um it just wasn't murder (laughs) I also like that we got kind of a conclusion for Harry. I think <laughs> it would have been left really open-ended if you're just like, oh, it wasn't Harry. You'd be like, okay, is he okay though? <laughs> like, he seems to be not doing great. Very true. I did like that as well. Um, also, okay, I think the most like stressful, because I think this book is technically, um, it might be technically a thriller. I don't know maybe i won't maybe i'll cut that out maybe i'll keep it in we don't know we don't like google um do you want me to i can do it <laughs> unless you're like on it yeah i'm on it cool. uh... well it is a nominee for best mystery and thriller so cool so i was not wrong um but yeah i think like the most stressful part of this book was when for me at least was when uh mariana was being followed did we ever find out who that was i assume that was henry because he ended up on the campus yeah i thought so too that was very Mm -hmm. i just like i don't sometimes Obviously, as I've said many times in this episode alone, I love myself some true crime. And sometimes I hear these stories and I'm like, I really wonder what I would do in that scenario. Like, if I was being followed, what would I do? I would probably just call someone immediately. 
yeah like the police but I would be on the phone with like a friend I would just call literally every single person in my contacts list until someone picked up to be like I'm being followed yeah I think I would be like that I'd probably FaceTime someone I'd be like if you see something Uh, yeah I do think this um the use of like the journal entries I feel like I did a really good job of kind of leaving it very ambiguous for who it could have been because like there were some parts where I was like oh it's gotta be Fred and some parts where I was like oh maybe it's the professor because um chapter 16 talks about him being like oh if I was born in ancient Greece and I'm like oh that like there were so many points where I really thought it was Fred but then I I would like hear something about Professor Fosca and I would be like oh but it just like it does make sense that it would be him yeah like maybe it was like so set up to be Professor Fosca that it is Professor Fosca yeah um yeah honestly I don't think for the life of me, I would have guessed, like, who it was. Like, what was happening. Mm-hmm. I think maybe eventually I would have gotten to Zoe or Zoe. Um, but I, think the- I did really briefly think it could have been Zoe, but I brushed it off because I was really set on Fred. I feel like just it, for me, I didn't even think about it because she's the one that called Mariana, and I was like, "Why would you, why would you call her if you're the one that's killing people?" Um, but <laughs> she was also supposed to be killed, so you know, you get there later. <laughs> oh, I made a note actually when Professor Fosca and Mariana went to dinner, um, and she was like trying to leave and then he just like kisses her on the lips oh my god like, without warning or consent or anything <laughs> and literally the note I made was well even if he's not the murderer ew a hundred percent that was gross and creepy yeah he was gross and creepy It was very, like, evenly creepy for everyone. Because Fred did that to Mariana, too, right? Like, he, like, kissed her with no... Yeah, so, like... And Henry was also... I just couldn't tell. They were all weird. And, like, they all made you uncomfortable. um, That was actually a point in... uh, I recently downloaded... I told you this. I haven't told the podcast people this. But um, I recently downloaded Goodreads. um, So, like, you can kind of keep track of the books you read. And, like, it'll recommend books based off what you've recommended or like what you've read and rated really high um and it also shows reviews of books and I read I think it was either a one or a two star review for this book um that pointed out uh like or at least the person who wrote this review said um that they didn't like that like all of the option or like every man in this book was essentially creepy and that it they felt like it took away from it somehow but I liked that they were all like a possibility in my mind 
yeah I feel like if none of them were possibilities and you'd kind of be like okay then it's less of a mystery then you're just reading it to be like it's Mm -hmm. that dude (laughs) yeah I feel like you're right though now that I think about it literally every every man was not great in this book (laughs) but I feel like yeah in hindsight when you think about it Fred wasn't necessarily like creepy he was just kind of like eager you know what I mean which is like like definitely not um like I feel like it was more harmless even though we definitely thought that Fred was the murderer but I feel like I thought that because I thought it would be the most out of character for Fred because he just kind of gave off like young puppy dog energy you know what I mean yeah he gave me like you love me or I'll kill you vibes <laughs> so no but I mean like looking back does that yeah looking sense? back now that you know he's not the murderer you're like okay like uh... yeah but it's like because I I was trying to find the murderer I was like thinking oh you know what I mean so that made Fred more creepy but I think if I were to like reread this book I would be like oh Fosca is creepy, Henry is scary, and Fred is harmless but a little stupid. You know? And, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. Definitely, like, not to the point that um, the other two were. One of the funniest things to me in this book, because this isn't a funny book, but um, (laughs) there's, like, a part where um, Mariana is meeting with another therapist um and like not her therapist but like the the guy who like also goes to her therapist or whatever like um and she's like saying like oh he was always really close with my therapist which makes me think that he's an orphan (laughs) I was just like what I just it threw me through a loop when I read that because I was like why was that where you went (laughs) I did like that yeah I laughed with that um also at any point did you think that Zoe was maybe a member of the maidens I did think that I I didn't think she was a current member I assumed she was an ex-member um (laughs) But I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought maybe... I didn't think... I thought maybe she hadn't been a member, but maybe she had been rejected from the Maidens or something like that, but she wanted to be. Um, I don't know if you're here yet, but the letter. That she found in the stuffy? Yeah. I'm not there yet, but we can talk about it. Okay. What? Who? I, at that point, <laughs> assumed. I was really on the Fred train at this point. So mm-hmm. I assumed Fred was trying to get close to Mariana because he was in love with uh, Zoe. and That's 100% what I thought. And the fact that Mariana never told Zoe that, like, hey, like, I met this guy named Fred. He goes to your school. He's nice. Whatever. So, like, mm, I was like, okay, so Fred is the murderer. Very creepy. Now we have proof. Um, 
Incorrect. (laughs) Yeah, for me, that was like what I thought was the smoking gun was that letter. I'm very glad we were wrong, though, in the sense that I don't think I would have liked the book as much if I knew, like, if I could figure out who the murderer was (laughs) and, like, what was happening. It's not as exciting. Oh my god. Also, what did you think about um Elsie? Oh, creepy. Creepy. Super weird. Everyone's creepy in this book. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I I almost like like that. Like I I don't know. I like that I just, it- I like that it points you in literally every direction. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's not, it wasn't an easy guessing game and I failed at the guessing game. Yeah. Also, what did you think about like the, I mean, I'm assuming I know what you thought about it, but like the ritual that Bosca made the, like the maiden's initiates go through. Uh, Creepy. Dancing in the moonlight on dreads. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A professor? (laughs) And he's like making out with uh, the students. Um, Inappropriate and wrong is, was, yeah, those were my thoughts. Um, You? Um, Yeah, I think inappropriate is really uh, putting it lightly. Just genuinely disgusting. Yeah, like a like horrifying would be a better word, I think. <laughs> also, just like I also, it's funny because like I don't picture him as like that attractive. <laughs> like very, I hundred percent like, don't either. <laughs> I know they tried so hard to make him attractive in the book. Like, I don't picture him as, like, unattractive, but not dance naked in the woods on drugs and make out with my professor level of attractive, you know? And I was, to me, based on my own personal imagination and nothing in the book that indicates this picture, um, I pictured him as, like, a 45-year-old kind of short gray-haired man that wears a top hat (laughs) and for the life of me I could not unpicture that so every time they're like oh yeah he's a dashing man like very pretty and I'm like okay (laughs) like not my type but sure (laughs) so yeah that's that's Professor Fosca in my mind that is not I know it's not how he's described. I can't help it. No, that's not how I pictured him. I think I pictured him um, pretty on point to what the author said, but um, definitely, yeah, not. uh, I know. I don't know what happens when I like, I can't. Also, at what point, like his description is immediate. So like, I read the name and went, whoa, and then just <laughs> immediately forgot everything else. Oh my god. 
I played myself. You did. You really did. I mean, no wonder you didn't find him a chance. <laughs> Whew. Anyways, um, finding out like the backstory of Sebastian and Zoe, like I'm, I'm, I'm at the end now. I'm ready to talk about the end. End. Um. So yeah, finding out that Zoe was the one that was committing the fucking murders and that uh she was sleeping with Mariana's dead husband when he was alive. Uh, and the dead husband was sleeping with Zoe when she was a child. And then Sebastian killed Mariana's father because he caught them. Oh my god, and he only married Mariana because he wanted to be closer to Zoe and have the money from the grandfather? Sebastian is... But... (laughs) The thing is, there's a lot happening in the ending where you're like jaw on the floor, Mm -hmm. but it's so hard to hate Zoe at that point where you're like, you were a child yeah, and Sebastian was an adult. Like you were taken advantage of when you were so impressionable. And it's, it's, it's. Like, surprising, but also not surprising, because Mariana is a therapist, when she can reason through that, too. Like, obviously, she's, like, furious, but then she's like, no, like, this isn't love. Like, that wasn't love. Like, you need to think this through. Mm -hmm. So, that was, it's an impressive end for Mariana, when you can just, like, have your entire world, you know, die, and you're like, it's not your fault, though. Yeah, I think it would take me a lot longer to get to that point. (laughs) No. I'd be furious. I would, be, I would honestly just be shocked. I would be like, excuse me? What? What are you telling me right now? I, 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 like, I genuinely don't think I would believe it for a while. I would definitely be in a state of shock. And then when we think Fred almost dies, I was like, what? I like that Fred had like the tiniest redemption of like he was still creepy because he was like following her. Um however, <laughs> you know what? She would have gotten murdered if he didn't follow her. So thank you, Fred. Yeah. And like I think at that point too, like that was a um because I th- the murderer in his letters talks about how there's like two sides to her. <laughs> um but when I thought it was Fred and like Fred was calling Mariana frantically being like, I have a premonition that you are in grave danger. And I thought that was like Fred on the cusp of like splitting into his murderous alter ego, you know? Mm. I can see that. I was like, how can you sense it if you're not about to do it? <laughs> like, <laughs> Imagine he's like, I could sense it because I wanted to do it. <laughs> it was me. I'm surprised. <sighs> but yeah no I spent like okay, like the um the jaw on the floor moment when we find out that Sebastian wrote the letter to Zoe um is literally on page 315 of hold on technically 333 with the epilogue included um so yeah they really the author really waited until like the last 15-ish pages yeah and I was shocked I was like 
did I think Sebastian was going to come back into the story to be the one that was manipulating Zoe? No. Also, okay, so my roommates and I, we all kind of read and we've kind of gotten into the habit of like in the morning we all read before we like go about our days and we'll just all read in the living room together and it's very wholesome. I'm a big fan. Um, But I read that part while I was reading in the living room with my roommates and I was literally just like reading with my eyes like wide and my jaw just open and they were like is that a good book Sarah and I was like I don't know what's happening (laughs) I'm panicking the book is about to end (laughs) and so much is happening I just found out so much um yeah it was really funny That's all I got. You got points. No, that's it for me. The book was a lot. I, you know, we love a good ending though. Like Mm -hmm. the ending is just so good. I love it that the author waited till literally the last possible second to be like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I also, yeah. And it, it does like, uh, it does keep you engaged throughout the entire book. I did, it was like a little bit of a slow start, obviously less for me because I did care about what was going on a bit more because I like true crime and Greek mythology and all of that stuff. So like I was invested pretty early, but like throughout like the middle of the book, it was still engaging even though there wasn't really a lot of plot twists. Yeah. It was just like, one plot twist at the end but like the rest of the book I still really enjoyed agreed nice you got a favorite character a favorite quote (laughs) I honestly I thought about the favorite character one for a minute I don't know um I don't particularly like, I think Mariana would be the obvious choice because she's not creepy or a murderer, but I also just didn't like her very much. No, maybe maybe Ruth, um, like mm-hmm. the Mariana's therapist, just for, you know, doing nothing. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, there was nothing bad about her. Um, yeah, I really don't think I have a favorite character. It's just not one of those books. no. I feel like all of the characters were like very interesting and very well written. But yeah, obviously I didn't like any of them. They were all like sexual predators or murderers. <laughs> yeah, it's not not the vibe. <laughs> Did you uh have a favorite quote? Um, I had two. Technically, technically I only have one from the actual book, but there was one quote that was um like underneath part 2 which I really liked by uh, Arthur Miller. And it says, my argument with so much of psychoanalysts, so we have half it about. This is going to be hard for me. Okay. My argument with so much of psychoanalysis is the preconception that suffering is a mistake or a sign of weakness or a sign even of illness, when in fact, possibly the greatest truths we know have come out of people's suffering. I that quote really really stuck with me um and then the and then the only other quote that I have 
It's from, I didn't like that I liked this quote because it was um, Professor Fosca. Um, but he says, if you're not aware of the transcendent, if you're not awake to the glorious mystery of life and death that you're lucky enough to be part of, if that doesn't fill you with joy and strike you with awe, you might as well not be alive. And I was like, God, I hate you, but that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. I also have one from not the book, but it's like the parts quote and then <laughs> one from the actual book. The I, I really like the part six quote. It's from William Shakespeare. Um, oft have I heard that grief softens the mind and makes it fearful and degenerate think therefore on revenge and cease to weep i was like oh okay <laughs> think about revenge cool cool um and then the one that i just liked um it's uh it was written is the greek expression meaning quite simply from that moment on their destinies were sealed mm. i was like oh i kind of like that phrase mm -hmm. it was written yeah, this book was good. It was good. Definitely a Sarah book. Um, Very much a Sarah book. <laughs> you got anything to add? Um, no, not really. Nice. Well. Oh. 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 <laughs> If you want to follow us on social media, it's at bookbevies for Instagram and Twitter and bookbevies at gmail.com for longer email inquiries. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.